Hi, I'm Jago Wynn and welcome to the HTC Daily Podcast. We as a church are meeting daily on Zoom to speak to God in prayer and to hear from God in the Bible. For those of you who can't join us live or who want to listen again, we're featuring the daily Bible thought as we journey through the book of Acts and we're also including how we're being encouraged to pray each day. Today, it's me. Is the last week of HTC Daily before Christmas, and we reached the last chapter of Acts. Uh, and so the next slide comes up, and that is um, the reading for today. So let me uh, read it. So it's Acts 28, verses 1 to 6. Once safely on shore, we found out that the island was called Malta. The islanders showed us unusual kindness. They built a fire and welcomed us all because it was raining and cold. Paul gathered a pile of brushwood and, as he put it on the fire, a viper, driven out by the heat, fastened itself on his hand. When the islanders saw the snake hanging from his hand, they said to each other, This man must be a murderer, for though he escaped from the sea, the goddess Justice has not allowed him to live. But Paul shook the snake off into the fire and suffered no ill effects. The people expected him to swell up or suddenly fall dead. But after waiting a long time and seeing nothing unusual happen to him, they changed their minds and said he was a god. So picture the scene. They've all survived the shipwreck, all 276 of them. Uh, They are on the beach on Malta and the people of Malta, the Maltesers, as I like to call them, uh, verse two, show unusual kindness and build this fire for these frozen, starving people. And then as Paul is helping with uh, the fire, uh, he gets bitten by the snake. And what are the unusually kind, supposedly Maltesers say? Uh, Verse four, uh, this man must be a murderer, for though he escaped from the sea, the goddess Justice has not allowed him to live. And I think it's really interesting to note how every culture has a sense of justice, doesn't it? In fact, I think every person in the world has a sense of justice, a sense of what is right and what is wrong, and the desire that right be rewarded and wrong be punished. Justice must be done. You know, how many great films, TV shows centre on a false accusation against a character who fights to clear his name or her name, and how many feature a long plot line eventually leading to the bad guy getting what's coming to him. We want justice. Uh, The desire for it burns inside us. You know, the classic argument against God is that surely if there's so much suffering and injustice in this world, then God cannot exist. But actually, the problem of injustice is not so much a problem for Christians. It is a problem for unbelievers. Listen to what C.S. Lewis once wrote. It will come up on the screen. C.S. Lewis said this. He said, uh, when I was an atheist, he was talking about my argument against God was that the universe seemed so cruel and unjust. But how had I got this idea of just and unjust? Uh, A man, or indeed a woman, uh, does not call a line crooked unless he has some idea of a straight line. What was I comparing this universe with when I called it unjust? And do you see what C.S. Lewis is saying there? He's saying, why on earth would we even worry about justice unless there is a God of justice, a God who does ultimately put everything right? And that's why these Maltesers, even though they had never, ever heard of Jesus, they invented a deity, a goddess called justice because they they had this sense of justice. And to them, Paul seemed to be getting his just desserts as the snake bit him. Now, we know from uh, having been on HTC Daily regularly over the last weeks that Paul has been found to be innocent by several of the rulers who heard his case. So Agrippa and Festus, you'll remember, agreed Paul could have been released except for his appeal to be tried before Caesar in Rome. 
So Paul, who's innocent of the charges against him, was delivered from the storm by Jesus and likewise here delivered from the venomous snake. And these people in Malta uh, had assumed the, go- the goddess justice is in control, but in fact control rests with the sovereign God who's just and therefore saves Paul overcoming uh, his death with life. Paul isn't a god like the Maltesers think when he doesn't die of the snake bite, but he is connected to the sovereign just God. Now, all that I've just said there is true, but actually I think we need to think again as well, because is Paul really innocent? Let me just read you a few bits that we've seen in Acts over the previous weeks. i take you all back to, to chapter 7 and Stephen's stoning. What do we read? At this, the members of the Sanhedrin covered their ears and yelling at the top of their voices, they all rushed at Stephen, dragged him out of the city and began to stone him. Meanwhile, the witnesses laid their coats at the feet of a young man named Saul, who's Paul. Uh, A chapter or two later, then we find Saul preparing to go to Damascus to persecute Christians. What do we read? Meanwhile, Saul was still breathing out murderous threats against the Lord's disciples. He went to the high priest and asked him for letters to, to the synagogues in Damascus, so that if he found any there who might belong to the way, whether men or women, he might take them as prisoners to Jerusalem. Then a few chapters later, chapter 22, Paul's own testimony, he says, I persecuted the followers of this way to their death, arresting both men and women and throwing them into prison. Or again, when speaking to Agrippa, he says, I too was convinced that I ought to do all that was possible to oppose the name of Jesus of Nazareth. That is just what I did in Jerusalem on the authority of the chief priests. I put many of the saints in prison and when they were put to death, I cast my vote against them. Many a time I went from one synagogue to another to have them punished and I tried to force them to blaspheme. In my obsession against them, I even went to foreign cities to persecute them. Now, I hope you can see quite clearly there. It doesn't say Paul physically killed anyone, but, you know, murderous threats, casting his vote against people as they were put to death, persecution leading to death, guarding the possessions of those killing people. It's just about as close you can get to murder, isn't it? And that's to say nothing of Jesus's teaching in the Sermon on the Mount, where he says that anyone who is angry with murderous feelings in their heart, and I'm certainly guilty of that, they are guilty of murder. Uh, The truth is, Paul is not innocent. Paul is deserving of death, as are we all, for the way that we've treated God and others with hatred and anger. And yet, God overcomes Paul's and our guilt with a totally unjust act. Jesus, God the Son, perfectly innocent, dying to pay the punishment for Paul's guilt and my guilt and your guilt. You see, it is right for us to desire justice, But the problem for us, the problem with justice for anyone should not be the injustice we see in this world. God will ultimately bring about complete justice. Okay, one day, complete justice will be done by our sovereign God and no one will even feel the need to mutter a concern that something is not fair on that day. Now, the problem for us should not be so much the injustice in this world, but rather the injustice for God. For the truth is that he, the one who is totally innocent, faced the ultimate injustice of paying the price for all our rebellion and rejection and anger. And he faced that injustice out of love for you and for me. Amen. Well, today we prayed for God speaking and God working through carol services all over our country and particular through our carol services at HTC. Uh, We've just had six this weekend. We've got loads more coming up. And we prayed that God would speak to people, that people would become Christians, that people would be moved. 
And I'd encourage you to pray for the same thing. And maybe as you pray for that, you want to pray for someone you know to become a Christian today.